Hey you, it's me, me twice if you nasty, and thank you for joining me today for another episode of Memoirs of Metanoia, where experience and intuition shapes our spiritual journeys. Now, I have recorded a good six, seven minutes of this podcast episode, and it just stopped recording. It just stopped. It just didn't go anymore. And it's really getting on my nerves. So I'm really hoping, and I'm like, all right, I can't record from my laptop because this thing is not working on my laptop. Maybe I just need to go ahead and record on my phone. So I go to look for the cord that plugs my microphone into my phone, and that is nowhere to be found. So I'm like, yo, Mercury retrograde is going out with a bang. Like, we're officially in a shadow period, but (laughs) I lost my ID yesterday, and that was day one out. And then today, I can't find this cord that I need. So please bear with me. I really hope this doesn't cut off again. I'm going to have to keep looking at the screen to make sure the timer is, like, still going. Because, yo. But anywho, back to our regularly scheduled program for today. Um, I have a million things I want to talk about. But uh, a recent event, I guess, has chosen today's content for me. So I want to start off this episode honoring my aunt Tara Fontaine. She passed this past Friday. Um, And while I am very, very sad about that, because I am going to miss her and her energy and seeing her face whenever we were able to make the time to, uh, I am also very grateful to have her joining me and my family as an ancestor. Um... She's officially joined my ancestry. Um, She's joining her siblings, her mother, uh, and a host of other family members that I'm sure are up there celebrating, taking a little drink, partying, um, and welcoming her with warm and open arms. Uh, So with that being said, um, today's episode is going to be focused on ancestor veneration. What is that, you ask? Ancestor veneration is simply giving gratitude and thanks and honoring your ancestors. Um, And we do that through offering, through acknowledging that they exist is a very simple but very big step. And we actually do this in a lot of different ways. Um, as as black people being black is like being black is such a magical ass thing because we have all these practices just built into us without us even realizing or knowing that they're there um we've already venerate like venerating is our shit we're so good at it we venerate when we put a nigga on a (laughs) t-shirt like we venerate when we bring flowers to a funeral when we bring candles to a vigil um you know, we're we're giving them, them fire when we bring those candles so that they can see the light and, and, and come and be drawn close to the people that are there for them. We are we are giving them offering when we take those flowers or when we have those flowers at a funeral. Um, we're, we're bringing them earth and we are of the earth. Um, you know when we pour libation when we pour a little liquor for the homies like that is ancestor veneration all of that when we put people's names on things and 
up, when we, on birthdays and special days, we are giving those, oh, I miss you so much posts, and when we're posting memories and shit when people die, like, that's all ancestor generation. So it's already sort of ingrained into us to, like, do these things, um, but we really need to amplify that practice and use it more widely and broadly. Um, you know, a lot of people have a lot of different beliefs and things, but across any belief, ancestor veneration is a thing that will absolutely work and that does not, it's not denominational. So even if you're a person that believes that people die and they go to heaven, and then you believe in spirits, you believe in angels, um, your ancestors are those spirits and angels. If you are a person who does not believe that people die and go to heaven and when people die, they just die. This thing is really only recording five minutes at a time. Every time I hit five minutes, it like stops. So I'm sorry. Um, I really wish I could use my phone because it doesn't do this on my phone. But it's like literally I can't find a cord. So I'm sorry. It's stop missing and show. But what I was saying is even if you're a person who doesn't believe in spirits and angels and things like that, then guess what, buddy? That's where I stopped at. <laughs> Um, your ancestors still live through you. Like, and that's scientific. Your parents' DNA makes you. Their parents' DNA makes them. And so on and so forth. You are literally a combination of the DNA of your first ancestors uh, times a million. Like you, it, it, like, it exists in you. So if you believe that you exist, then guess what? Your ancestors do because they literally exist in you. Um, so ancestor veneration, um, like I said, it happens in a lot of ways that we don't even realize we do it. It just is some. It, there are things that we organically do as black people. People write songs for people that have passed away. Um, write books about people that have passed away. Uh, like those are all forms of ancestor veneration. Um, but one thing that more of us need to do, and I hope that this podcast encourages you to do, um, is build an altar, build an, an ancestor altar. So I know, oh my gosh, work. Yes, work. Uh, there's work to be done. And this is a great step one to that. Um, so when I say build an ancestor altar, I know it probably sounds time consuming and difficult, but it's really, really simple because at the very least, you only need two things, a glass of water and a white candle. Um, it can be bought from the store. It can be one of those, they sell them at the grocery store, even like the, the stick candles, like a white candle. It can be a container candle, like any kind of candle, um, just with no dye. So why these things? Uh, we typically on, a, on, a, on an altar want to represent all of the elements. We want to represent air, fire, water, and earth. But at the very least, you need the water there and you need the fire there. So, um, a lot of people will not have space or it won't be safe for them to build a full altar. 
So the most that they can do is have a glass of water sitting out and a candle on their nightstand or somewhere. Like, at the very least, that that is what some people have to do. So don't feel bad if you don't feel like you're able to full out build an altar for picture, pictures and all these offerings and other things. Um, the other thing is that a lot of the time I feel like we don't do something or we don't do things because we feel like we are lacking the resources. So even if like you're in a financially bad situation, it takes nothing to go to the Dollar Tree and get a candle and put out a glass of water. It's just not a financially binding thing. Now, your altar can get elaborate. It can get elaborate. Um, you want to cover your altar if you're able to in a white cloth or something white. Um, and, or you don't have to, but that is like a practice that a lot of people use. I know I have certain parts of my altar covered in like little white doilies. Um, and you want your altar, if possible, again, not required, but if possible, you want it to be made of like a natural material. So wood, um, like a wood table or a table made from some kind of like stone. Like a lot of tables have like a stone tabletop, um, but if you have to go to five below and get a little metal table, then so be it. Or if you have something already, like, you know, don't don't be afraid to use what you have, because that's what our ancestors did as as black people. We always had to make do. We're still making do with what we got. So don't feel bad if you have some things, if you have these basic three things, a place to put a candle and some water. And some water and a candle, like that's literally all that you need. I think this thing is about to cut off. Yeah, y'all, so I called it. That's what's happening. So y'all gonna have to rock out with me. But yeah, that's all that you need is a place and then some water and a candle. But if it can be um, like a natural thing, like something of the earth that you sit your altar on, that is ideal. Um... And then the other things that you want to bring in, some earth. So if, if the table is made of something natural, great, that's your earth. Um, if you want to add things on there like some herbs or some roots or um, crystals, like I have crystals on mine. I also sprinkle herbs on it. Um, and I was specific about the herbs. I put some, I want to say I put mugwort. Yeah, I put some mug, mugwort on there um, because it helps with divining and um, and connecting with ancestors. So I was like, all right, I'm going to put some mugwort out. Um, and the other thing you want to have is like some incense because incense represents air. This can be um, incense made at home. This can be store-bought incense. Um, our ancestors have certain scents that they really do enjoy. So you can look into that. Um, I think the one I have is like, and I, I do, this is a conversation for another day, but please don't be burning sage. Um, if you are going to, you need to be really specific about it and really specific about where you're getting it from. But overall, can we just not use sage unless um, you are of a lineage that uses sage? Um, I've heard many places that our ancestors as black people just don't 
don't really fuck with the smell of sage. Also, y'all be going to Five Below and getting sage bundles, and that's just not okay. All right, I'm going to make a whole nother episode about sage, okay? Can I do that? Because I'm not going to explain all of that here today, but I promise to make an episode about sage. And I know I'm getting into the specifics pretty much out of nowhere today, because usually I'll talk about um, more of where I'm at currently, but this is where I'm at currently. Um, so yes, you want to put some earth, um, some air via incense or something, your water and your fire, your candle. And then from there, there are other things that you can add. Um, if you have people close to you have passed on, you have photos of them, you can add those photos. Please make sure there's nobody living in those photos. Um, if you have things to offer, like our ancestors like smoking, they like drinking, they like to eat. So you can put out um, a little shot glass with some liquor. Um, you could put out put out a port, put out a new port. I really need to go get a new port. My mom smoked and I, I want her to, to feel welcome. So I need to go get her a cigarette for that altar. Um, anything that you can think that the people close to you like and that historically we take joy in. Um, coffee put when you put food out like if you cook it don't if you cook something that your ancestors love that you know that your ancestors like recent ancestry love put it out there they will love that and and imagine initially building your altar right and when you build that altar and you're welcoming them in imagine being on like the ancestral room and nobody in your family is doing this work right and you're the first to do it and you put out a nice warm meal and it doesn't have to be a lot it can literally be a little bit in like a little tiny container doesn't have to be a lot we don't want you to be wasteful food is a scarce resource for some people but just put a little bit out imagine having your first warm meal like think about how that feels to finally have somebody feeding you things that you enjoyed when you were alive. Like that has to feel good. Like I've been thinking about that a lot lately because I've been really not feeding my ancestors and I feel like shit about it. I really have to start putting food out. Um, And when I thought about that, I'm like, damn, I got to put some warm food out for them because that has to feel nice to be welcomed into your loved one's space with a warm meal so yeah put food out for them anything that you can think that they liked or that they would enjoy or that historically we enjoy set it out for them um and from there uh it it can get a little awkward it can get a little awkward and let's get into why so i had a conversation um my friend christy she invited me to teach at her summer camp class. She was going on vacation. She needed somebody to fill in. So I had to come up with a lesson for the day and do that lesson with a few different groups of students. And the overall lesson was about affirmations. But where we started at was like, you know, when we're doing affirmations, it can feel kind of silly to, to talk to yourself. Like it feels crazy sometimes when you're just getting on to into doing the affirmations. You'll be like, yo, I'm really sitting here talking to myself. But after time, it feels a little less weird and you become a lot more comfortable and it becomes natural for you. So when you first sit at your altar, you might have that same apprehension like, yo, nobody's here. Like, I'm talking to myself. Sit there and just talk and get it out. Um, And at some point, 
whenever you sit at your altar, you're going to start to feel like this overwhelming sense of just like warmth, almost like tingling all over your body. Um, you're going to start to experience weird ass shit. You might. I don't know. I don't know. Because not everybody's a medium, but I think that everybody has some sense of mediumship to them and they will sense hear smell see feel things that may be a little bit unsettling but I promise it'll get a little bit comfortable as you realize that these people are people who love you and who are in your corner and who are fighting for you on your behalf at all times from the ancestral realm like they there like they ready to square up with the end with your enemies like whoever who they with it with whatever you got a problem they with it so like once you get comfortable with it being those people I'm talking about dreams like I've had dreams since I started um, I built my altar about a month ago and I knew before building it that I needed to build it um and I felt like a, a lot of guilt for not doing it um but then I had a series of events just lead me into into doing so um and I built it and here we are and I don't sit at my altar as often as I would like but when I do I do and I sit there and talk I sure do out loud and sometimes I just sit there to sit there because sometimes we just need to be in the company of the people that we love um and in the company of people who we know have our backs through whatever but yeah weird shit might happen you might start having dreams I did you might start seeing shit Cause I did and I haven't seen like anything enough to scare me or any full-blown figures but it's knowing that you've seen somebody there and then you blink and it ain't nobody there and then you start looking around like all right did they move and they still not there and you'd be like okay okay I understand what's happening here um <laughs> so um what else has happened um the all right let's talk about this let's get into this the I built my altar the day before my birthday September 14th um and I sat at my altar at midnight I brought in my birthday with my ancestors and I just really wanted them to welcome them into their space into my home um and acknowledge the fact that I see them and I and 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 I am formalizing that by giving them this space so the next day uh my girlfriend Lo threw me a birthday dinner um and she invited my friends and family. Um, I'm so grateful for everybody that came. We had a really good time. But we're sitting there. And once everybody got there, the lights flickered. Like, this was a really nice place. It wasn't no sketchy ass. Like, no. It was in the party room. Like, the lights flickered. Like, flickered. Yeah. So I'm like, all right, hey, dad. I knew that was my dad. I don't know why, but I immediately knew that was my dad. And then... <laughs> We sitting at the table and we were joking about something. Oh, we were going around the table and everybody was just saying hi and introducing themselves. And I started, I said, well, I'm Mimi. Duh, everybody knew me, but y'all know me. If you don't know me, then I'm, I'm dumb like that. So my friend Brittany has said, your name's not Sarah? I said, what? So she was joking back, right? But Sarah is my grandmother's my dad's mom's middle name like what are the chances that of all the names she chose she chose sarah so like shit like that started happening and i was like all right i see how y'all coming i see how y'all coming and i fucks with it because i asked them to communicate with me in a way that i will be able to 
understand and receive and interpret. So, um, yeah, once you get your altar together, um, oh, cleansing, cleansing, very important, very important before I get on to what I was about to say, um, which I hope I can remember after I say this, but cleansing your altar, um, whether you are physically cleaning it, like cleaning up the altar, um, or trying to like energetically clean, cleanse that space, there's a lot of things you can use. So for physically cleaning, uh, I listened to, I just started, uh, right before I built my altar, listening to Juju Bay, a little Juju podcast, such a good podcast. Like if you are on some hoodoo shit on some trying to get into like ATRs, African traditional religions, like anything black is even just like trying to get in touch with like your blackness or understand why being black is how the fuck it is. Listen to a little Juju podcast because it did a few things for me. I keep getting, I just keep digging deeper and getting off topic, but I know what my pinpoints were. So it did a, it's doing a few things. Um, I, when I first started listening, I was in like this spiritual crisis almost just like feeling like I didn't belong to anything spiritually um but over time I have been just developing exactly what the intro to this podcast says I've been developing my own spiritual practices based off of what was intuitive and based off of my experiences so when I um when I started listening even still a lot of the shit that she was saying and a lot of the shit that her guests on the show say are things that I do, that I say, that I feel, that I strongly believe. And it was so affirming to know that I was doing what the fuck I was supposed to be doing in a lot of ways. Um, So yeah, if you are seeking any guidance or understanding or sense of belonging or affirmation in your practices that you've developed yourself, please, please, please go listen to a little Juju podcast. So I had just started listening to her uh, about a month ago. It's been great. Her personality is wonderful. I, I just truly enjoy listening to the show. Um, but yeah, um, on that show, Juju was talking about um, you can cleanse using Florida water, which you can get from Rite Aid. Um, you can cleanse your altar. And this is like physical cleaning. Um, you can literally take like a microfiber and wipe it down. I vacuum up around it a lot. Um but then things that I like to use to like cleanse the space, you can use oils. Like I have an oil blend that I made. It, this shit be so crazy, y'all. Listen to this, right? So I made this oil blend a year ago and uh, it's a gratitude oil blend. It has Lang Lang, black pepper, um, Lang Lang and black pepper, um, essential oils. So... I made that oil uh, with the intention of like just spraying yourself down with gratitude, spraying your space, spraying your space. <laughs> I cannot speak sometimes with gratitude um, and just inviting um, the energy of being grateful into yourself, into your space. Um, but essential oils also cleanse, cleanse. Good grief. And then the spray um, is also alcohol-based. So I'll 
just like, when I realized that I had this gratitude spray, I was like, I need to be spraying my altar with the gratitude spray. One, because it's cleansing the space. Um, two, because um, alcohol like physically cleans things. And three, because the intention set behind it is to give gratitude. Like what, what better thing could I be using? Um, so I really, I have a bunch of those. I really need to get, uh, get them on my website again so that I can get them distributed to people who need, um, a welcoming or a cleansing spray for their, um, altars, an altar spray. <laughs> Uh, the other thing, I'll use your basanta to cleanse, like I'll burn some. I'll mix it with a little mako powder um, as an accelerant, and um, I'll burn it on some salt on a plate. Uh, it's lots of things you can use, really. You could do the same thing with some uh, hyssop and burn that at your altar. Camphor, which you can get blocks of from the drugstore. Um, but yeah, you, it's lots of things you can use to cleanse your altar. Do your research, see what herbs speak to you, because if it's speaking to you, that's probably your ancestors letting you know, like, hey, we like that. Uh, so I work with, and it's crazy because a lot of this stuff I already had, I had your basanta sitting around. I'm like, okay, yeah, I'll use that. Duh. Um, I also use it to cleanse in other ways. I use it to cleanse like me. So yeah, but that's that's the other episode I really want to do. But I'm gonna do that um soon. We gonna talk about it, y'all. We gonna talk about all of it. So um, well, see, I knew I was gonna forget where I was going. I knew I was gonna forget. I was talking about sitting at your altar and talking to your ancestors. Child, I really can't remember, but that's fine because we want to keep it on moving along. But yes, um, ancestral veneration is really freaking important for a lot of reasons. Um, if if you are a person that divines, like if you use the tarot or playing cards or coins or leaves or water or anything to get answers you sort of kind of I would think want to know who those answers are coming from um and when you get together with your ancestors and y'all start having conversations and things you will know when you're getting information from a verified source it's kind of like the internet like it's so many things out there on the spiritual realm that exist uh, a lot of y'all believe in demons and shit. So, like, those things. Like, <laughs> you don't know if you're being deceived or not if you don't know who you're communicating with when you're when you're divining. So, if you're a person that divines, you really need to build that altar and get to work at that altar so you can know who you're getting information from. Um, if you're a person that goes to church and you be catching a holy ghost, you need to know what ghost is on your back, sis. Um, and you can't do that if you're not communicating with your people or with 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 spirit. You know, you really need to be in touch. Um, again, that's another really interesting conversation for another day. How hoodoo is like so heavily in the church and how the church is influenced by hoodoo, how hoodoo is influenced by church. Like, 
really good conversation. And I really hope that I would love if you are a, a, a religious person, preferably like a Baptist person that listens to this pop, podcast, please, please, please hit me up because I would love to have a conversation. Um, I would just love to have a conversation. I think that would be so dope. But, um, yeah, build that altar, get to talking, get comfortable with, with sitting and talking because it really does become easier. Um, if you said you need to hit your altar, if you're angry, you need to hit your altar. If you need something, you need to hit your altar. Um, but, but these things come like at a, at a barter, you know, we are a bartering people, (laughs) uh, our original economies were based off of barter. So your spirits, your ancestors, they want something when they're when they're prepared to give, they want something in return. So take them some liquor, take them some food, take them some cigarettes, take them some if you know one of them enjoy chewing tobacco, take them some tobacco to chew. If you know one of them enjoy like my dad like boston baked beans i should go get him some boston baked beans like the things that you know your my mom loved ice she was just sitting eat ice i should be taking some ice to that altar for her to fucking crunch on like you know anything that you can think take those things and let them know like hey i'm here to give because i love to receive from y'all and i need y'all to know that i'm grateful for that and that i'm willing to give offering um, you offer your time for money every day. You sure do. So why not offer a few of those dollars that you made to make sure that your ancestors are, are taken care of so that they can take care of you? Um, but yeah, um, you can work with so many things through your ancestors and on your altar and with your altar and make it personalized. Do what feels right. You know, don't do something because I said so or because somebody else said so. Do what feels organic and natural to you. Um, But what you need to do because I said so is build that altar, sis. Okay, so after the mic cut, I really did want to go back and make sure that I didn't miss the thing that I wanted to say. (laughs) So I'm back and what, um, what I skipped over And that I needed to circle back to was um, once you get your altar built and you cleanse and everything's all set up and ready to go. um, What you want to do is you want to sit down in front of it. You want to light your candle, light your incense. Um, I spray mine down with the uh, gratitude with the altar spray and um the very first time I sat down I welcomed my ancestors so I welcomed my ancestors known and unknown um and I welcomed um well a lot of people they do this whole uh, I welcome my benevolent ancestors which I think um is is something that can be good to do or say but I just welcomed all of my ancestors because even if some ancestors have bad intentions I feel like there's enough good there (laughs) to balance that out um and bad intentions don't mean that there's not a lesson in that you get what I'm saying I just don't want to block out anybody and sometimes you can turn a spirit like 
just because somebody just because somebody or these entities or your ancestors don't necessarily have good intentions for hanging around um if they're sly or cunning or deceptive um there may be something to gain from that and i i hate to say that out loud but that goes for people too a lot of the time we keep friends that are sneaky that we feel like we can't trust but we keeping them around for a reason um so i'm just applying that same tactic <laughs> to my ancestors look if you if you was part of the crew then you're welcomed uh so yeah i just welcomed all of my ancestors known and unknown i let them know that this is their space and that this is our space to commune and to enjoy each other and to use each other i let them know that if they need anything um that they need to let me know in a way that I can understand. And I let them know that I am very open and willing and excited for them to communicate to me and through me, but that they need to make sure that this happens in ways that I can understand. Now, I'm not one that runs from fear, but if you are a person who gets extremely, extremely, extremely frightened by things, um, then I will let them know, please communicate with me in the way that in a way that won't frighten me. Um, you need to be specific, just like when you're manifesting, you need to be specific and tell them like, Hey, like I need you to do this this way so that I can work for you. And so that you can work for me so that we can be beneficial to each other. So let them niggas know, communicate with me in a way that I can understand. I understand when I see, I understand when I hear things, I understand when I see certain numbers, like things like that. Um, and then after you do that, be more open to these things happening. Um, cause you're not going to see it. You're not going to see that communication. Like some people are dreamers. Let them know, come to my dreams. I can interpret dreams. Like we all have our thing. So let them know. And they will absolutely communicate that way. It like, and then if you are seeing things that are repetitive or that feel like synchronicities then look into those things or really think deeper about those things and try to figure out why they're happening because it just may be communication and sometimes the communication is subtle sometimes that communication is being in a grocery store and you automatically get the inkling to pick something up or or being in a house and then all of a sudden you get this urge to mop your floor then mop your goddamn floor my, just mop it like you never know how that communication is coming through what they're protecting you from what they're preparing you for so just be open to receiving um the communication once you ask for it but be specific with how you need to receive it but sometimes that communication is as simple as a feeling honestly um so start to trust yourself and start to trust that they are going to guide you to 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 the right things in in the right places and all of this is a lesson to is a, a lesson to myself too. Because as I'm saying this, like I have to assess myself. Like, am I am I following those gut instincts? Am I following those feelings? So like we really have to to do that because that is the communication. Our day-to-day rituals are 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 the communication. And if you don't have something that you that you feel like you do that is a product of being black or a product of how you were raised or something like things stick you have those things so if you feel like you don't 
dig deeper, find those things, continue doing those things and look for the message in those things um, and create ritual ritual around veneration or things that venerate or things that just give give uh, gratitude in general. Um, I'm going to do an episode about water. Yes, water. Uh, <laughs> but like start giving gratitude to your water. I'll tell you why in the in the water episode. I'm going to do it next. I'll tell you why then, but start giving gratitude to your water. Bless your water before you drink it, before you take it into your body. Set intentions, manifest with that water you're about to drink. You're taking it into your body. Water receives things. It understands, it hears, it feels. So so make ritual out of the small things. That's what my point is. Start making ritual out of the small things. Start making ritual out of sitting at your altar for a few minutes a day or um, a certain amount of time per week or a certain day per week. Like if you know Saturday's your day off, then Saturday morning be like every Saturday morning I'm gonna sit down at my altar, you know? Um and if your altar is something that you have to keep private due to people that you live with or something and you can't speak too loudly, get your whisper on and get the talking to them ancestors. Like nothing should be stopping you. It should be impossible to stop you. Um, and make and make veneration a thing of habit. If you're watering your plants, make sure you're pouring that water. That can be a, a libation pouring ceremony in itself. Pour that water with the intent of of honoring your ancestors. Or if you're cooking, cooking is so ritualistic. Cooking for black people, it's like it, it's it's such a ritual. We'll be looking at no recipes. We do occasionally, but for the shit we know how to cook, we put that shit in a pot and we make it happen. And that that's just what happens. That's just what we do. That it's in us. So just think about the things that are innately in you, the things that you do without thinking about, the things that when somebody does, you be like, yo, that's some black ass shit. Like those things <laughs> are the things. They are the things. And those are guaranteed the ways that your ancestors are trying to communicate with you. So yes, please build that ancestor. And I'm making myself available in this very moment. If you need any kind of information, if I don't know the answer, I will find an answer for you. And if we don't know the answer, then somebody needs to be sitting at their altar asking for the answers to these questions around veneration because they are those questions will get answered. So ask me, ask an elder, like if you if you have older people still alive in your family, start asking them questions. Um, and that'll get you more acclimated and more comfortable with this altar work, y'all. So I'm about to end the podcast. But yeah, please try to get comfortable with it. Just build that altar and from there just start sitting down. That's that's all that I'm calling you to do today. Um encourage your family members to do so. I've been um asking my ancestors to encourage my family members to build altars and if they do have altars to sit up sit at them more often. Uh, I've been asking that specifically. I've been asking my ancestors for that. So, you know, maybe one day a family member of mine might just randomly get the idea to sit down at their altar or to build their altar. Like, do those things. That's something else I wanted to say earlier. <laughs> or family, if you listen to it, please do it. Just do it. Um, there's nothing evil about it. We've been conditioned to believe that all of this shit is evil and uh, like all the black shit is evil. When you hear hoodoo, you get all scared, like, oh, hoodoo is that. No, hoodoo is literally black. It's being black. It's 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 the act of doing black ass shit if you want to get 
literal is our medicine is our spiritual technology is our modalities is how we use other modalities is how we molded the things that we were given when we were brought to this country um and and how we made it us and ours um how we embedded codes into everything we have our own language here y'all like so don't don't be afraid to like lean into that lean on that shit um and start walking in that um and being more more open and communal about it and if you ain't got nobody else to talk to about it you got me to talk to so send me a message i don't give a damn what you got to do but let's talk more about this shit and get into the work because we all we all have our power and our energy we all have our own we we got juju like we are the juju so yeah but i'm gonna end it right here y'all i know that this got really specific really fast but i felt it necessary to have this conversation um one to honor my aunt tara um and two like losing her just really pushed me to like speak about this shit today because it was on the list um but it became top of the list um so yeah and let me tell okay 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 this is the last thing i'm gonna say this is the last thing i'm gonna say and what really pushed me to record this specific content <laughs> excuse me that sounded gross um i had heard that when your ancestors are trying to communicate with you sometimes they just start dropping pennies they start dropping pennies at your feet you start finding pennies in random places pennies just be popping up so I went to the laundromat um, two days ago and when I got there the first machine that I walked up to and put my stuff in front of it was pennies on the floor in front of it this is the same day I heard this shit y'all and I'm like oh my gosh that is so crazy then that same day I went to the hair store as I was walking out the girl dropped a penny I'm like Aunt Tara is you trying to tell me something sis I'm like maybe she's trying to communicate to me that Uh, because I poured libation for her uh so I'm like maybe she's trying to communicate to me that she's being received um and that she's made it and that her transition is happening and it's going well I'm like or maybe that's the rest of the ancestry letting me know hey yo we got her so I let my cousin Nolan know like what happened or whatever um and we had a cute little exchange about that um but yeah, just it be the stuff like that. You know, it's the stuff like that. Who how did I hear that the day that I needed to hear that, you know, about the pennies? How did I learn that information the day that I needed to hear it? So, um, and I've always had superstition, quote unquote superstition, around pennies my whole life. That's some shit my dad taught me. Like a penny on heads is good luck. Why? Why is a penny on heads good luck? <laughs> Why is that? Because who put it there? Who put that penny on the floor for us? Who made it fall? Somebody made that money fall. Somebody made that money hit the floor. So, yeah. Um, And, yeah, that might not resonate with some people. But for me, it did. And I know for some people, it will. Um, Because I know I'm not the only person who grew up with the penny penny superstition. So, yeah. Anywho, I'm out of here. I really appreciate you for listening any questions please hit me up because i'm very excited to talk about this stuff with people who are feeling called to these kind of workings um and i also have really exciting things coming um for rise over run in regards to this stuff 
So, I'm going to catch y'all on the flip side. I love y'all. And, yeah. We about to be out. So, until next time, I will miss you. You are beautiful. You are intelligent. You are who you were born to be. And you need to build that altar. <laughs>